This is Running the Race with Pastor Eddie Pinero of Calvary Chapel of Milford in Milford, Pennsylvania. we're grafted in his was beautiful about this we partake of the root we partake of the fatness of the olive tree and you know what that means for you and i all the spiritual benefits all the riches all the privileges all the promises and now are that have flowed from this union of this olive tree you and i partake we partake of this because we've been grafted in we've been grafted in That is a beautiful thing for us as Gentiles. Before Christ, we were outside the privileges of God. Now, because of Christ, we are no longer excluded from the rich, deep roots that come from the triune relationship of God. Like the olive tree, we are now grafted into His family. In today's message, Pastor Eddie explains that before Christ, only Jews could receive privileges, not Gentiles. Today, anyone who is grafted into Christ has access to all privileges and blessings. Well, let's join Pastor Eddie for today's edition of Running the Race. The next illustration, he said, for if the first fruit is holy, the lump is also holy. And if the root is holy, so are the branches. The second illustration Paul gives is the root and the branches. And this is referring to the nation of Israel, who's the root of the tree, this olive tree we're going to find out, is Israel's patriarch, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That's the root of the tree that you and I are branches out of. You and I, Gentile believers, are branched out of. The root all began with Abraham. The Lord called Abraham to, to, to be set apart by God, to form a people, a nation, distinct from all nations. And Abraham and Isaac were the root. They were set apart. And so the descendants, Israel, the branches. And so we see that just as branches are of any tree, the branches are the same as the, as the root. It's all together. And so Israel will be restored. What do you say? Israel will be restored to God's favor. There will be life from the dead. The promises of Israel will be fulfilled. Don't believe in any church that have put themselves above the nation of Israel. Or to look at the east and say, Israel, I hope they'll come and join us. No, you're joining them. That's the reality of it. Verse 17, he says, And if some of the branches were broken off, Speaking of Israel, and you being a wild olive tree were grafted in among them and with them became partaker of the root and fatness of the olive tree. So we have been grafted in. Some of them rejected God that there's been a stupor so much that they fell off the tree, if you will. Then now the wild olive tree, that's you and I, Gentiles, are being grafted in. And many of you will probably have a green thumb. I don't. Everything's, I don't have a green thumb. Trust me. Um, all I, I just push the lawn when it grows. That's all I do. 
but I, I'm not a farmer. I don't graft in, you know, uh, trees and branches. If you know that's what you do, you graft in a branch so it could, it could be grafted into that tree. We are the wild olive branch. We're being grafted in to Israel, the olive tree, you see. And because we're grafted in, here's what's beautiful about this. We partake of the root. We partake of the fatness of the olive tree. And you know what that means for you and I? All the spiritual benefits, all the riches, all the privileges, all the promises are now are that have flowed from this union of this olive tree. You and I partake. We partake of this because we've been grafted in. We've been grafted in. That is a beautiful thing for us as Gentiles who believe in a Jewish Messiah. To know that the root, we are partaking of it. Verse 17, and if some of the branches were broken off and you being a wild olive tree were grafted in among them and with them became partaker of the root and the fatness of the olive tree. Verse 18, do not boast against the branches. But if you do boast, remember that you do not support the root, but the root supports you. Yeah, I'm a Gentile. I believe in their Messiah. Yes, I'm saved. Oh, you know, lift yourself up. You know, do not boast. We should never have, Paul is telling us here, we shouldn't have a holier-than-thou attitude towards the Jews because everything that you and I have spiritually is rooted in Israel, is rooted in the promises to Israel. It is the... It is the root, the fact that God has called Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Israel, to bring forth the promised Messiah, Jesus Christ. That's where it comes from. That root is so important because it goes back and it traces that incredible family tree to our Mashiach, to our Messiah, Jesus Christ. And just remember again, when, when you find a Jew that accepted Jesus Christ, don't look at a Jew accepting you. Oh, you finally accepted. When did you become converted? When did you join us? No, no. You know, you joined us. <laughs> I'm just completed. I probably had the same God. <laughs> you know, I had the right God, but, you know, I didn't have all the information or I didn't know about the Messiah. And finally, it just stuck to me. Praise the Lord for that. So never, you know, we have this problem and all because of a history of church, a replacement theology that has creeped in, even from Martin Luther. Martin Luther, great, you know, broke away from the Catholic church. Great, you know, reformation, all that. But guess what? He was an anti-Semite himself. Anti-Semitism, believed that the Jews, you would think that scholars would see this. This is why we study. I'm not a scholar. But I noticed when I read it, isn't Paul telling me not to boast? How did replacement theology develop? How did it come up in our church history? I tell you why. Perfect. I tell you why. A very simple reason. They are not studying the Bible. They're not studying the word and the prophecies that's in the scripture. That God has not finished with Israel yet. After 70 AD, you may have come to conclude, well, that's it. There's no more temple. Maybe 90 AD or 100, maybe 1,000 years, 2,000 years, and still we have a, a group of people called Israel. <laughs> You're going to tell me there's no God? There is a God. You're going to tell me that God is not a covenant-keeping God and a promised God, a God that makes his promise to Israel? Yes. Israel's is thriving. It's flourishing. Why? It's biblical. 
Not because of man. Not because Israel was so great and intelligent. But they're very intelligent. Very smart. They've contributed to our culture. The world has been blessed by their, by their wisdom, by the, the technology of Israel. But it's not because of Israel. It's because of God. God blessed them. And God is showing that. So we should not boast. We should not brag. Because we are just a branch. You're waving. Yay, we, we, we. Keep waving. <laughs> Keep waving. Your fruits are falling off your branch. And before you know it, because you're prideful. And, you're, and guess what? You're dead. Snap. Gone. <laughs> right? We need to be careful. Now, I know this is foreign. This is, this is foreign to the church today. Again, because the church is not teaching a congregation about Israel and the prophecies. And then God has not cast away Israel. Certainly not, as we study. And so, verse 19, Paul goes on to say, You will say then, branches were broken off, that I might be grafted in. He continues on, well said. Because of what? Unbelief. They were broken off. They were broken off because of unbelief. And he says, and you, that's you and I, stand by what? Faith. We stand by faith. Those branches were broken off because of unbelief. The nation of Israel as a whole, not all of Jews, not all, but the nation of Israel as a whole did not believe in Jesus Christ as the promised Messiah. Their unbelief had caused God to prune them off, if you will. And this started from the very beginning. For thousands of years, they waited. They had, we call the Old Testament, they had the Tanakh in their hand. For thousands of years, generation after generation, waiting for the promised Messiah. Waiting for the promised Messiah. He came and they just looked over. They rejected him. Jesus even went to his own town. He went to his own town in Matthew chapter 13, verse 58. It says, now he, speaking of Jesus, did not do many mighty works there. Why? Because of their unbelief. They rejected him. John chapter 1, verse 11. John says, he, Jesus Christ, came to his own. He came to the Jews, the nation of Israel, and his own did not receive him. Here I am. They did not receive him. Instead, they were part of the crucifixion. They crucified him. You know, unbelief is a serious thing. Unbelief stops God from moving in one's life. Unbelief short circuits the work of God in your life. Unbelief without belief, without faith is impossible to please God. The, the writer of Hebrew says, it's impossible to please God. Even us, yeah, we have faith unto salvation, but now we still need to live in faith. Are we living in faith now? Because if you're not, it's not pleasing to the Lord. It's not pleasing to the Lord. So this unbelief, you know, keeps people out of the kingdom of God. And so Israel were broken off because of what? Unbelief, not because they were Jews. Because of unbelief. But you, he says, you stand by faith. Now you notice here in this passage, it's very important for us to understand. It has nothing to do with whether or not you're a Jew or Gentile. Is it your belief or your unbelief or faith? They were taken off the tree because of what? Unbelief. Not because they were Jew, not because they were Gentiles. And those that are grafted in, still on the tree, is because of what? Faith. Not because you're a Jew, not because you're a Gentile. It has nothing to do with race. It has nothing to do with how good you are, how you do your works. But it has everything to do with believing. We're saved by what? Grace. 
Ephesians chapter 2, verses 89. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourself. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. It is a gift from God, not of works. It's not who you are. So we stand not broken off, not pruned off in this olive tree. You and I, believers in Jesus Christ, we accepted Jesus. We are grafted in and we only stand it because of our faith in Jesus Christ. And then he says, you who stands by faith, do not be haughty, but fear. But fear. Here's another. He says, listen, don't boast. But here, don't be prideful either. Paul is, is, is driving in the point, and it's amazing how throughout generations or, or throughout church history, we forgot this. We just kind of deleted this chapter from our Bible. Chapters 9, 10, 11. Chapter 9 is Israel past. Chapter 10 is Israel, Israel future. And chapter 11, is, I'm sorry, chapter 9, Israel past. Chapter 10, Israel present Israel. And chapter 11, as we're studying now, is Israel future. There is hope. It all deals with the nation of Israel. So don't think highly of yourself. Don't think highly of yourself, but it says here, but fear, fear what could happen to you and what could happen to you who's like, we, I'm on this nice little olive tree. I'm just an olive branch, a wild olive. I'm wild. Oh, yes, I am moving way back. The wind is not even blowing. I'm just moving. And he's just going to the other branches that probably fell on the floor. He's saying, no, 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 I'm up here. You've been broken off, Israel. You know, be careful. What would happen? Verse 21. For if God did not spare the natural branches, Israel, he might not spare you either. Those are strong words. Strong words. Now, this is a warning for Gentile Christians. This is a warning for those who have been grafted in. As you remain faithful, you also need to be fruitful. Remain faithful and remain fruitful. Because if you, as a branch, do not produce fruit, then you too will be cut off. Jesus said in John chapter 15, verses 1 to 2, he says, I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. He goes on in verse 6 of chapter 15, he says, if anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch, there goes that word branch, and is withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire. Hmm, I wonder what's that. And they will be burned. We need to be careful. We could drift away. You know, you would not lose your salvation. You could walk away from your salvation. If you're in Christ, he will hold you. He's the great shepherd. But if you want to be a sheep and you want to barge out of that gate, he's not going to hold you back. He doesn't force himself on anyone. But in the last days, there will be a professing church, an apostate church that will be cut off because they departed from what? The faith. You want this for a study for you students? First Timothy chapter 4, 2 Timothy chapter 3, 2 Timothy chapter 3, and 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. What's an apostate? Apostate is one who knows who Jesus Christ is, one who knows the truth of the gospel of Christ, one who knows that God is, but has renounced and abandoned Christ. And they will be cut off. There's a lot of churches that they will not allow you to say Jesus is the only way. Under the ban of Christianity. You can't say that 
in order to enter the kingdom of heaven, there's only one way, Jesus Christ. You can't teach that. We've been baptized. We've been confirmed. That's good enough. That's not biblical. There's only one way through Jesus Christ. Jane Vernon McGee quotes a man by the name of Dr. George Gill, and he writes this, some churches will meet on a Sunday morning after the rapture, and they won't miss a member. And it's true, because, yes, they got so many programs. They got the light show. They got everything going on. But where is their relationship with Jesus? Where's their faith? Is Christ the only way? The churches nowadays are just entertaining people. The world has come into the church. Our methods is no longer dependent on the Holy Spirit. It's not biblical. Now our methods is worldly methods. We take ideas from the world. We bring it in because we can't bring people in. Well, if you teach the word of God, you have people coming in. Verse 22. Therefore, consider the goodness and severity of God. On those who fell severity. So God was severe. God was stern with the nation of Israel. But he says, but towards you, goodness, God's grace. However, here's a condition, God's grace. But towards you, goodness, if, if you continue in his goodness. Otherwise, you also will be cut off. There's another warning. We can't take God's goodness for granted for granted we can't take his goodness for granted we can't uh, you know say that oh because i go to church i'm good with god your relationship with god is important i don't care what you do in church what's your title and where you go if your faith and trust is not in jesus christ but in man and in the system you have a problem it has to be in christ because you can be cut off too Because the manifestation of God's kindness is not unconditional. His love is unconditional. But his kindness is conditional. You keep on. There's an if here. And it's a very simple thing. It's a very simple thing. There is a judgment for those who continue to live in sin and have rejected Christ. And then there's goodness. There's grace for those who have put their faith in Christ. And the latter is is the heart of God. God takes no pleasure in judging the wicked. He takes no pleasure in judging the wicked. God forbid that any should perish, but that all come to the saving knowledge of Christ. And it just goes on, his goodness, over and over again. And that goes for both Jew and Gentile. Every Jew and every Gentile is all based on belief or unbelief that will keep him on this tree. Verse 23, he says, And they also, speaking Israel, if they do not continue in unbelief, if they don't continue unbelief, but believe, will be grafted in. For God is able, I love this, for God is able to graft them in what? Again. Again. There you go. Just one word. Again. Well, a sentence. God is able to graft them in again. There goes the prophetic uh, that, that fulfills all the prophecies in the Old Testament. He's able to do it again. He's not cut them off completely. He hasn't. Just a spirit of a stupor for now. Until the, we'll see later in our next study to the fulfillment of the Gentiles. Wow, when is that? We don't know. But one thing we do know, there's one Gentile that's not accepted Jesus Christ holding us back. 
He could be here in Milford. <laughs> he could be in another country. He could be in Afghanistan. We don't know. But for now, we're being grafted in. Verse 23. And if they also, Israel, if they do not continue in unbelief, will be grafted in for God is able to graft them in again. And that's the key word again. And here's the prophecy. Zechariah chapter 13. This is one of many. Zechariah chapter 13, verses 8 through 9. And it shall come to pass in all the land, says the Lord, that two-thirds in it shall be cut off and die, but one-third shall be left in it. I will bring the one-third through the fire. Will refine them as silver is refined and test them as gold is tested. They will call on my name, Jesus Christ, Yeshua is the Mashiach. And I will answer them. Anyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be what? Saved. I will say, this is my people. And each one will say, the Lord is my God. Verse 24. For if you were cut out of the olive tree, which is wild by nature, and were grafted contrary to the nature into cultivated olive tree, how much more will these who are natural branches be grafted into their own olive tree? And to prove his point, God has not cast away Israel. That's what he's saying permanently. Right now, the wild olive tree, wild olive branches, the Christians, are right now we're enjoying the fullness. Are you not? Beautiful life in Christ. You enjoying all the blessings that you could call upon God. There's no mediator between you and God. That you could boldly go to the throne of grace. That you go to the Holy of Holies. That, that was very difficult for them before. You are enjoying what they wanted, were looking forward to. You get first crack at it. Can you imagine? You are enjoying all the blessings that God has promised to Israel ahead of time. The Messiah that they've been waiting for thousands of years. You are enjoying. You have a relationship. He's in your heart. Let us not boast. Let us not brag. But let us pray. We are now as a wild olive tree into this uh, Olive tree are reaping all the spiritual benefits, all the riches, all the privileges, all the promises. Now. Now. Pray for Israel. Pray for Israel. Don't be anti-Semitic. That's evil. That's demonic. Never. That should have never been in the church, in our church history. That's why we, we make it. As much as we can. I know I've been in Israel four times. I could wish I could go every year. I wish I could live there. God knows my heart. And I'm not just exaggerating by saying, oh, I wish I could live there. It's like saying, I wish I could go to Disneyland. No, I really want to live there. But I can't, you know, take up space for the real Jews. Right? And it's not God's will. <laughs> we make it as a church. We go there because we support, we pray, and we know that that's the center of the world. That little place small in the state of Jersey. <laughs> Tell me there's no God. I'm the Pastor Eddie Pinero has been digging into the book of Romans with us here on Running the Race. We hope you've been encouraged by what you've heard today and that you're eager to learn more about Jesus. If you'd like to listen to more messages by Eddie, visit our website at runningtheraceradio.com. There, you'll also find a link to our podcast where you can subscribe to receive up-to-date messages each time they're available. 
If you're in the New York, New Jersey, or Pennsylvania area, why not come be a part of our weekly worship service? We gather each Sunday at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. and again on Wednesday at 7 p.m. for Bible study, worship, and getting to know each other better. Find more information at runningtheraceradio.com. Right now, Tracy has some information about how you can be a part of the ministry here at Running the Race. Radio programs like Running the Race are wonderful tools that God uses to advance His kingdom here on earth. And as with any ministry, there are expenses involved. Today's broadcast was professionally produced, and God has given us a vision to see Running the Race expand throughout the tri-state area. Would you prayerfully consider financially supporting Running the Race? Log on to runningtheraceradio.com and simply click on the Give option to help us continue to grow. Thanks, Tracy. There's much more to learn from the Book of Romans on the next edition of Running the Race.